another Huckleberry Wednesday. I'm your I'm your host Rob, joined by my co-host Joe, and our Huckleberry today, daughter of our most devoted fan, it's Claire. <laughs> Hello, Claire Bear. <laughs> well, I can't Claire use Bear. Care Bear for my cowboy name because of Joe's situation. <laughs> Forever uh, this that is strictly a mock Rob zone, please. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so this let me just be clear what we're listening to here this is tombstone minute your uh, minute what are minute we going to talk about rob rob i don't know what to yeah, do wait, what, is what this are we going to do we are going to discuss the movie tombstone <laughs> minute by minute this is minute 63 and in this minute doc upsets ike with his winning ways that's where we are i just want people to know and Ike says pimp four times yeah, in it. 60 seconds. There's so much, so much like weird sexual politics going on in this five-minute such a stretch. weirdly like male aggressiveness minute. Well, it starts out with Doc suggesting that maybe, maybe poker isn't Ike's best game. <laughs> he wasn't even the one that lost that hand. <laughs> Was was the Mike Ma- not in? No, he didn't get called. The one of the McLory brothers is the one that called him. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but he's like in with those guys, and he's yeah, I mean, really I, drunk. I'm sure he's lost a lot of money to them for sure, definitely. Well, they suggest um, Doc. I feel like he probably escalates the situation a bit, uh, where he suggests that maybe they have a spelling contest. <laughs> Which is a, a ludicrous proposition at the end of a heated game of poker. And it triggers Ike. Yeah. He's triggered at this point. Yeah. And Behan's just in the background, just aroused. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another fun game to do, like during this whole scene, is to look at uh, Josephine in the background because she never, she almost never moves. She just like stands frozen in the background. I I think that they took a mannequin and just put a dress on it. Yeah, at one point focus. she like kind of touches the piano when things escalate. Like she thinks like she's gonna show that she's concerned, and then she just stands stock still for the rest of the minute. Like is the, she the background is set up like Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> like they just is just she move is she singing still though? Because she's yeah I think she for the first still... like twenty seconds yeah, she's when still get, Red River yeah. Valley's just going. <laughs> I don't, and I, for the record, I didn't say this the other day. I don't really think she has all that nice of a voice. <laughs> I don't think that's why Wyatt was staring at her. Well, you usually don't stare at someone because of their voice. Maybe you do. I shouldn't terrible. say that. Let's move on. <laughs> well, to be fair, neither of us can make eye contact with anybody. So that's true. <laughs> Makes three of us. <laughs> it's a good thing three, we're doing this. Just three podcasters yep. staring at their tables. <laughs> So then um, Virgil, well, okay, so Ike gets very upset, and I kind of love this little moment because it makes me think everyone is actually drunk because it is so sloppy, this little fracas that occurs. Um, and Virgil just swoops in there to uh, to settle Ike down, and there's just like this weird pushing, and it just looks it looks ugly. It does. It look, It's so... Like it's it's Virgil's moment of being like the the lawman that he promised to be. Like up until this moment, Wyatt's just kind of like a jerk, and Virgil's like, "I'm gonna make this right 
although he doesn't go about it super well. No. I think as we go through these minutes, maybe the Earps aren't the best at calming a situation down. <laughs> yeah, it seems like things get dramatically worse in Tombstone when they show up. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely the worst thing that could happen to this town. Like, uh, Fred White would just kind of pitter around. Nothing got all that too far out of hand. Curly Bill mm-hmm. can't hurt anybody anyways. <laughs> well, okay, so that's a fun what if. Um, historically, what happens to the city of Tombstone if the Earps never show up? I mean, it would have been San Francisco, right? I mean, yeah. that's what I'm it's wondering. cosmopolitan. The they ruined its they ruined its future as the the next San Francisco. The Earps ruined a city's future. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> 63 minutes into Tombstone and that's our that's our thesis so far. <laughs> <laughs> Think of the Parisian fashions that really would have been in play had they not just screwed everything up. Yeah, they really do ruin everything. They brought drugs in. There weren't any drugs until Allie and uh, yeah, Allie and Maddie came in there. I, I, I think I get the sense that that <laughs> opium tent was there already. No, that that uh, Maddie started that. <laughs> she's just an entrepreneur. Yeah, what else was she doing with her time? I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> Laughing hysterically and opening opium dens. Um, I so here's what I'm here's what I think. Ike is pretty upset and. Virgil gets in his face, and Ike says, I'm the one that got cheated, and I think he was. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think so, too, probably. Yeah. Because this game is totally rigged. I mean, there's no question. It's, you know, they're in the Oriental, which is owned by Milt, but the Wyatt's, the Earps have a stake in it. Morgan is the dealer. Wyatt is hovering over him on one shoulder. Only Virgil's for one hand, though. Okay, only for one hand, but still, Virgil is there at the bar hovering over Ike on the other side the entire time. Doc, you know, is in cahoots with them. Kate is hovering over next to them. Like, I feel like there's a lot of cheating going on here, and the 12 straight hands, I think Ike has a good case. I completely agree. I also think he's an idiot for not be- for being there in the first place, though. Yeah, what is he's, he doing? He's, he's looking for a fight. If there's supposedly so many bars and saloons in Tombstone that you can play poker, why is he going to their bar? Well, that's a good question. Do we know pre-Wyatt coming in there and and humiliating Johnny Tyler? <laughs> what was that a cowboy bar? Uh, I don't know. I would imagine they kind of went wherever they wanted to go. Yeah, because it was just billed as like this bar that nobody goes to. They said nobody goes to, but there's not any cowboys in it when Wyatt goes in there. And then when they look across the street at, I think, the Crystal Palace, that's where you see all the cowboys hanging out. Well, if, if you want mm-hmm. if you want to win money at playing poker, you want to go where all the all the bad players are. So you just go to whichever place is the most crowded. So if no one's going there, then there's not really much money to be made either. You know? So are you saying Doc's a bad player? No, I'm saying like before the Earps cleaned it up, if it was dead all the time, then why would anyone go in there to play poker? Why would the Cowboys go in there? They're going where all the oh, tourists are. Oh, I see what you're saying. Why would you go play people. there when... Yeah. And now you know if they had poker, they were probably just playing Pharaoh at that point, right? Yeah. I um, think they. I think it's just an ego thing. Like, they knew that it was probably crooked, but they're like, but they want to beat the Earps and Doc so bad because of this rivalry that's brewing that they... 
they went anyways. I, I guess, you know, with this Virgil Ike moment. My and, dog agrees. <laughs> <laughs> and Ike says he's the one that got cheated. And he says, you're all in this together. As I watch this minute by minute, I always thought it was pretty clear that the Cowboys were bad and the Herbs were good. But, like, as this goes through, man, the Herbs are just as much of aggressors. Yeah, it's a pretty gray area. There's not a Um, lot of, like, they're not necessarily the good guys. And Virgil denies it here, right? So at this point, he's the he's the deputy or marshal still at this point too, right? I mean, so yeah. not only not only do the Earps have the Oriental and they have all their guys there, but they also have law on their side. They have the mayor just on the other side of the bar. They they have a lot of power. I think yeah. that I, I actually sort of think that Doc maybe didn't cheat them because it's also Ike is also a complete moron. Like I would have bet, I bet he is just terrible at poker. He can't control himself at all emotionally. Like it's probably so easy to read him. Yeah, I think you might be right there. He does not seem to be subtle. That said, I guess I guess we can all agree it wouldn't be surprising if some shenanigans were occurring. But I I don't know if that they need shenanigans to beat him. I don't know if Doc is cheating because Doc is also really far gone at this point. 36 so, hours. Yeah. Which, good grief. And, yeah, he's not cheating, I bet, but I can see the, the rest of the herbs fixing it up so that Ike loses. Or that it sort of loses. reminds me of a, a story in thinking about Val, like Val Kilmer and, and this performance. Like I was thinking, like I wouldn't be surprised if he actually just stayed up 36 hours straight <laughs> to prepare for the scene. That's true. Um, yeah. Maybe that maybe there isn't a sweat guy. Maybe that's just him and I wish, trying to get through the day. I wish I could remember where I I heard this story, but um, you know the movie Marathon Man with Dustin Hoffman. Yes, yes. And there's a, a scene in that movie where his character's been up for like a couple days in a row or something like that. And Lawrence Olivier is in that movie too. So Dustin Hoffman goes up to him and he says, "Yeah, I I, uh, I stayed up. I've stayed up for two days straight to get ready for this scene." And like Lawrence Olivier like looks up at him and he goes, "Huh? Have you ever just tried acting?" <laughs> uh, that's one. great. Yeah, that's what a, a classic. <laughs> um, this so is definitely so you, like the sweatiest we've seen Doc so far, though, right? This is the sickest we've seen him. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 He is. Like he I is. can say, by this point, I knew that it wasn't just Val Kilmer had the flu, which I was. <laughs> I was that that friend that Rob mentioned earlier on that texted at the beginning saying, like, what was wrong with Val Kilmer? Did he have some bad seafood before this movie? <laughs> um, by this point, it was clear this was something else going on. Yeah, at that point, he had not yet begun to defile himself, <laughs> as we see. Um, so I, I don't know if this is what you're talking about, Joe, but is this where um, one of the other cowboys steals the moment? Um, is- yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So then, when they're they're the little boys are roughhousing and pushing and shoving with a lunchroom <laughs> fight, the uh, a bottle falls off the table, and the guy who plays one of the McGlory brothers catches it in midair as it falls. Did you guys yep. notice that? I missed I did. that. Yeah, so, it's pretty awesome. He just catches it and puts it back up. <laughs> That's great stuff. <laughs> Which I feel like he maybe should have just improved a little more and just caught it and broke it alongside the table. I'll cut you. <laughs> yeah, just insert just dive himself. Just right in. 
another thing I noticed in this minute is if you look behind the bar, did you guys notice how there's just drawers all along the top of it on the bartender side? On there's the bartender just, like, side? Just drawers. I'll come the whole length of the bar. What kind of bar has drawers in it? Well, I could see one drawer for your money. But they're not they're yeah. like the the kinds of drawers that are like in a on a dresser. They're not oh, like cash yeah. drawers. They're just drawers with like handles, like a dr- like dresser drawers. Maybe this like is kitchen where people drawers. Dr- this is where people drop their guns off when they go in the tombstone <laughs> and they label them and they put them in their their own little drawer. <laughs> it's their <laughs> locker. It's their like little gun when, cubby. Yeah, like when you go to Noah's Ark and you get your little locker. <laughs> Although it might be for guns because Wait, doesn't the animals got lockers on Noah's Ark? <laughs> <laughs> the water park, Joe. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah, that's where Tom B. Stone's grave is, isn't it? Yeah, that's right there. Mm-hmm. Over by Top Secret. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hope there's some listeners that are like, "What are the, what's the Wisconsin Dells?" and they look up all the nonsense in that town. The, the, we've had so many references to it. Like Duff talked about that as their vacation. Like Wisconsin, no, Wisconsin Dells is a nonsense place, but also has some beautiful natural scenery. I will add, though. Yeah, it does. It is like a. It is a. It actually is a place that is beautiful. And then they just decided to build nonsense on top of it okay, and so just try we'll, to hide yeah. everything else. So what we'll do is we'll take this incredible natural landmark and then we'll fill it with water parks and t-shirt stores. <laughs> it would be like if they... I and mean, buffets. Not, not yeah. quite the same, but it'd be like if there was an area of the Grand Canyon where like, let's just put a big water slide around here and... Uh, and a bunch of dumb stores, <laughs> and like Ripley's, believe it or not, next to the Grand Canyon. I love that you think that the area around Wisconsin Dells is as scenic as the Grand Canyon. It's, it's the best the we've got. Yeah, I it's mean, all we have here. Grew up in Spooner. It just feels right. <laughs> Listen, someone someone's moving out west, and they're already getting all uppity about Wisconsin. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Oh boy, you, you pleasant little farm boys! You probably never seen a hill before. <laughs> uh, this continues, and now Ike is livid because Virgil's put his hands on him, and he says, "I believe the line is, don't ever try to manhandle a cowboy because we'll cut your pimp, pimp heart out.' out. <laughs> uh, if I had a dime for every time I threatened to cut someone's pimp heart out." <laughs> so, as much as I agree. With Ike, that things seem to be a bit unfair. I think he might use he might overuse the word pimp a little bit in this in this moment. Not possible. <laughs> no. It's really effective in this minute. It doesn't come up at any other point in the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I think it. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. It's a scene stealer. And, and it's an accurate descriptor for the Earps. They just make money off of other people's misery. Just gambling addicts, drunks. They just exploit people. And the we, also bad see, gang. we also see with the herbs that it's sort of a struggle, right? I mean, you know, Morgan has his mental afflictions and and <laughs> Wyatt is at home with um with Maddie and they have addiction as an issue and there's a lot going on when we learn that pimping ain't easy in Tombstone. God, you were so excited God. to say that and it just <laughs> fell so flat. Uh. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Sam Elliott, Sam Elliott, um, you can find out more from <laughs> on the fan site, The Verge, 
Um, he gets very intense as Virgil here, and he gets like mad dad. <laughs> like he gets he gets that sort of angry that like you're 16 and you're screwing off, and then your dad like gets into that into that mode, and you're like, oh no, this isn't this isn't a fun thing for him anymore. Yeah, he just found out that the refills on soda weren't free when he took his family <laughs> out for dinner. <laughs> At the tells. <laughs> I feel like he escalates really quickly, though. Like, he goes from being like, I'm going to calm this situation down and try to get everyone to chill. And then all of a sudden is just enraged yeah, and throwing he, Ike against the wall. He just found out the prime rib isn't included in the normal buffet price. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I... I think it's worth taking a screen grab of him holding on to Ike, and people should just caption that. <laughs> yeah. What is Virgil mad about? <laughs> they forgot to put the dipstick back in after the oil change, and he drove all the way home. His uh, his daughter took the family car out, and then after she filled the car up with gas, she didn't screw the top back in for the uh, the gas can, and so it got lost. That's a rough moment for sure. Yeah. Um. So then Wyatt breaks it up. Finally, you know, peace peacemaker Wyatt actually does something here, <laughs> and then I love this. They break it up. <clears throat> okay, let's calm down. Fight's over. All right, let's and go I drink. Just, <laughs> let's go <laughs> drink. <laughs> Yeah, because he even tells him, like, Ike, you got to go home. And he's like, yeah, okay, I'll go home. And then just immediately turns around and goes to the bar and just pours himself some more alcohol. If I ever get into a bar fight, and it's about a please, Ike, let me go. Just, I need to be there. Please. It's a 0.1% chance of it ever happening. I hope I'm aware enough when it's done to be like, no, I'm not going to leave. I'm going to go to the bar and order another drink. (laughs) (laughs) I'm drinking my coffee. This is just such a stunning indictment of male behavior this whole this whole week. This yeah. little boys. It really is. This minute is so hyper masculine or like some fake version of hyper masculine. And then in the background, Kate is doing what she's done from the beginning, which is just piling money into that bag. Kate comes out great in this whole movie. Like strong woman taking everyone's money she doesn't care yeah like she Kate. might like she's just waiting for doc to die so she can go <laughs> yeah. to san francisco and get a nice place that's why she doesn't Actually, want him to stop playing that's a good point is Kate a gold digger but he's just not old but she's like well i mean how much time does i mean he the... may as well be old like yeah he's a gunfighter <laughs> yeah he's a gunfighter with tuberculosis like an alcoholic <laughs> drunk gambling addict gunfighter with tuberculosis so, it's a fair bet to take, I think. And he's yeah. fun to boot. <laughs> you know, like so you get all that sugar daddy kind of stuff, but he also can still get an erection. Maybe. Get cut out. He looks real sick. <laughs> I don't know if he can get one tonight. No. Well, yeah, I don't no, not that he can <laughs> barely stand up. <laughs> he's going to need one of those Viagra single packs. <laughs> That's the next ad campaign. It's going to be Val reprising his... His Doc Holiday role, that Viagra be, campaign. 
that could be the 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 caption for that Virgil screenshot we're talking about when when Walgreens doesn't have any more Viagra single packs. He's just shaking. I, it's I, really not. This isn't the right forum. But I have so many takes on Viagra single packs. I, I know I can't really talk about them right now, but I have a lot to say about it. So if there's any listeners out there that have like a prescription drug podcast, and you're gonna do a Viagra episode, I would really like to be on it. Wow. Um, well, I, the, what, it's such a ridiculous. I, like, why can't you just get the normal prescription and just put a pill in a Ziploc bag? <laughs> it just see, like, it's so wasteful. It's just so wasteful. But I then you're not having to commit. <laughs> yeah. like, wait, like, well, I might only have sex one more time in my life. No, I might only need it one more time. All yeah, the other I times I can handle it myself. But just this once, I'll take some help. Mm. I, I think know. that's the like dumb mentality behind it. I don't. I yeah, don't. I, I think that's it. You know, if you get a subscription, you're saying I have a problem, right? And if you are just, if you're just guying a single pack, you're like, well, just in case. I mean, this is just Maddie borrowing laudanum from Lou. She doesn't have a problem with laudanum. She's not buying it herself. Yeah. She's not out there getting it. She's just borrowing it when she needs it for her headaches. <laughs> Fair enough. You don't want to get a subscription or subscription. Prescription. You don't want to. Uh, um, <laughs> do you have like a chalkboard tally for how many times Rob says something wrong in these episodes? Uh, th- that actually is a great segue. So this is a new seg- <laughs> segment I wanted to introduce with you, actually, uh, and and all future Huckleberries. <laughs> and that the, the segment is, what is Rob most wrong about? In this movie or in yeah, general? Just, just like th- out of things he said on the air here, what is he most wrong mm. about? So many options. Yeah, it's really yeah. like I'm springing a tough one on you, but um, but I will allow if you're confident, <laughs> Rob won't get mad. You are welcome and encouraged to bring up things that set off the air. Because <laughs> I, I think our listeners all consider Rob a friend at this point. Yeah, well, he's worse. everyone's friend. I mean... Podcast wise, pronunciation alone, like that, just <laughs> as a category, he's wrong at. It. How many times do you think elementary school teachers like he talked and they looked at him like, hmm, should we refer him for speech? <laughs> Guys, speech I did therapy. have a speech impediment. I now you want to feel bad? I had a speech impediment and I saw a speech therapist. That's and fine. They, they fixed that issue, but not the other issues. Yeah, because the issue is not that you like can't say words right; you just <laughs> don't. Lazy. Yeah, it's. I think it's just a laziness issue. Just That's refuse fair. to remember how to say Faust. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unreal. But totally, totally non-surprising. Faust you- and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> he probably thought it was pronounced Shaky Spear. <laughs> I did not think it was pronounced Shaky Spear. <laughs> We all yeah. know it's William Shakespeare. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Have you read Hamlet? It's this really cool <laughs> play about a Danish prince. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We've all had our fun. I think that's a great Huckleberry Wednesday question to ask, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to, I think. Add it to the repertoire. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have guests that don't even know me and they'll be like oh i have some things to say Uh, yeah i I came prepared i have some notes (laughs) (laughs) oh claire on this minute do you have any other notes 
So I did a little bit of digging into Ike Clanton. Oh, okay. He, so he did all the things that, I mean, not all the things because this is a movie and it's not that real, but his, in real life, a little bit more boring. Like he's, he tries to like get the Earps um, jailed for murder, which is, I mean, a big deal, but like he goes about it in a legal way, which this character does not strike me as somebody who would like sue the Earps. No. He just is drunk and yelling all the time. Yeah. Yeah. The Like, if you dig into, and we've discussed it a little bit, but not all the way, but if you dig into, like, what occurred to make this OK Corral shootout occur, um, it's really boring. It's, like, a lot of, yeah. like, political stuff and, like, just two groups of people who don't like each other and, like, kind of just sort of pecked at each other long enough that it, it came to gunshots. Yeah. It, it's pretty weird when you think about what the Old West must have been like and uh, sort of for how long, I guess, the West was the Wild West, you know, to probably not to the degree that we think it was wild, but I'm sure it's still pretty wild. Like that boring story out of all the stories that there must have been is what became so legendary and twisted and exaggerated and stuff. Like there, there isn't a, like an actual shootout that happened that was actually legitimately cool. Yeah, imagine how many more boring stories there are that didn't end in gunfire. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Most boring stories don't yeah. end in <laughs> fair, fair. in gunfire. I feel like the, this boring podcast is going to end in gunfire, though, by, <laughs> by like episode 117. Like, <laughs> just gonna, Rob just saying, oh, I'm recording this one alone. And then about halfway <laughs> through, you'll hear his basement door open and me screaming. Oh, <laughs> uh, Joe, do you have any do you have anything else for this minute? Just watch your back. That's it. That's it. <laughs> just watch your back. Just no, I I don't, not really. Uh I we just need to get Claire's cowboy name, I think, and then then we should be good to go. Yes. yes. So I actually have there are some family cowboy names that I'm going to share with you cuz as oh. you mentioned at the beginning, your most loyal fan, I believe, is my mom. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, I don't know. Have either of have Joe? Has your parents? Have your parents listened to this? Have any other parents ever listened to this podcast? I hope I mean, not. My my lady friend had invited me to her her sister and father have share not the same birthday but very close, and we went out to a very nice same dinner. year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take it back. The thing that he <laughs> most mad about. Is puns. It's the puns. The puns are super. Like it's uh, there. I mean, there's one in an earlier episode this week that was pretty bad. God. Oh come on. And I'm what I've gotten good at is like instead of yelling and getting mad, just you just sigh, dead air. Just yeah. Give it and dead then he just air. hysterically laughs until until the dead air is gone. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting there as like sort of the the uh, the boyfriend at this you know uh, family dinner with. Uh, six to eight other people i don't remember exactly and uh six so joe's doing a podcast now and i just sit there like god i'm such a dork (laughs) like there's my lady friends like here's what's going on with my really cool successful boyfriend right now he's doing a podcast oh what's it about uh like politics no tombstone tombstone what's that that is that that one movie from 25 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> what do you talk? Just the movie. 
all, all the minutes in the movie. We talk about it. Please don't which listen is, to it. Which is the exact opposite of me because I'm just promoing this whenever I can to people. He just like go like he take. I know you take the bus to work. I imagine you just listen to the podcast without headphones on. <laughs> And just walk up and down the aisles of the bus telling everyone, hey, this is me talking. <laughs> and my sad friend, Joe. He just wears a sandwich board around that just says, ask me about Tombstone. There. Ask me about my podcast. <laughs> Do you work for MeUndies? Because we're looking for sponsors. <laughs> I think at this rate, you guys can be sponsored by Wisconsin Dells. Oh, the yeah. Tw- oh, my God. If we got sponsored by the Wisconsin Dells Tourist Jeez. Board. I have a lot of, I have a lot of opinions about Wisconsin Dells, and some of them are positive. And I mean, I'd be maybe happy we should start that. a podcast just about Wisconsin Dells. We yeah, we should do uh, like like DVDs have special features. So we, when we if we do ever finish this movie, some special features podcasts, mm-hmm. a video cast, Rob and Joe go to the Dells. <laughs> Claire, it would be we, a put a gro- GoPro on and go down water slides and stuff. <laughs> There's just the sun gleam like all you can see is a glare because the sun is just gleaming off my pale body. <laughs> we actually were in the Dells just a few months ago too to go golfing. That's right. We didn't go any and no water slides. I and I hit a monster drive with my pants around my ankles, like the best golf shot of my life. That's, That's so a story awful. for another podcast, though. <laughs> Different. Okay, Claire, your so, family, your family's yeah, cowboy. Yeah, we so. need these. My, my mom's cowboy name, which I can verify she has been called for at least 20 years now, is Calamity Kathy. Calamity Kathy. Mm-hmm. How did she Cal- earn that moniker? Um, I think my my youthful teenage friends thinking we were cool gave all of our parents like really dumb nicknames. That stuck. To That stuck for decades, because why wouldn't they? I um, like it. I like yeah. it. So Calamity mm-hmm. Kathy. Um, so I was thinking about mine. It's hard. I'm glad I knew this was coming. Um, I'm going with Bootstrap Buttery. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I like Horatio that. Alger, yeah. cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. There you go. Did, yeah. you, did you come up with one for your your man? Mm. Uh, uh, just Sleeping Carrick. Yeah. <laughs> Cockboy Carrick. Right yeah, Cockboy! <laughs> you guys are intellectuals. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're smart people. Yeah, smartest couple we know. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> I'm sorry, Calamity Kathy. <laughs> Joe's Car- my friend. Joe's my friend, but I cannot control him. <laughs> Cockboy Carrick is his adult friend finder username. <laughs> Oh, we're not going to have any friends left. (laughs) My face is as red as I cleanse right now. (laughs) Okay. I, on that note, (laughs) I want to thank you, Claire. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being (laughs) a guest. And those years of friendship that you had with me until now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's helpful that we're moving, right? I can just yes. cut that tie. And Calamity Kathy, thank you for making it through 63 minutes. I doubt you'll this will go be on for last. Yeah. 
doubt you'll be the right man at 64. <laughs> Boy, what a calamity. Oh. <laughs> and, and at that, we will be back tomorrow for the least downloaded uh, episode we've ever had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of Tombstone Minute. Thank you.